Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thanks for taking this opportunity to listen to this broadcast and to be with us today. We're excited about that. With me over the last seven or eight days is my friend Kevin. Kevin, it's good to have you with us today. Great to be here. Thank you so much. So we've been we've been cruising, Kevin. We've been doing a lot. We we, we want to say again, we want to tell you more about our ministry. If you want to listen, make sure you get a hold of us at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Drop me a line. I'll give you a shout. And uh, we'll be glad to talk to you about the retreat and a million different things going on. You'll be so excited what God's doing. Sit back with us and partner in prayer, maybe partner with some cash, maybe partner just to love us, or maybe volunteer to go out and reach people with PTSD. We want to help you do that. We want to train you. We want to get you ready. We want to make sure that you're right. And so we want to make sure you're part of that. So uh, we've been going through these words, and the last couple words have been trauma. So trauma was that first one. We talked about to have PTSD, you have to have the trauma. Uh, you know, whenever we're going through life, I'll tell you, even when you're marriage counseling, I'm a, I, I've got a biblical consulate degree, a master's degree, got a master's degree in theology, a master's degree in divinity, among other things, and a theology degree, no medical degrees. But anyway, along the way, one of the things I found out, even when marriage is going wrong, even when things really need, you better find the trauma. And then you better find the triggers. You know, what is making this person, this husband, this wife mad at each other? And what's the triggers that bring you back to getting mad at each other? And if you can find those, so even at that level, if you can find those things, kid don't like their parents, whatever the case may be, if you can find the trauma and the triggers, uh, God, God's word can take care of that so easy. It's the same way with PTSD. We got the trauma, we got the trigger. And some of the things that happen after the trauma and the triggers are nightmares. So nightmare is a dream that's uh, uh, morphed into this crazy thing. Actually, the entomology of the word nightmare, I'll never forget this, as we were studying psychology in secular college back in the day, the nightmare was something you would have. You were worried about somebody. People used to go around suffocating people. The queen would have people suffocate people, and you would have these nightmares if someone was coming in throwing a pillow over your face to hold you down and killing you. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry I told you folks about that. I shouldn't have told you. I shouldn't have let you guys behind the curtain <laughs> on that word. But uh, anyway, so we <laughs> like dreams. Dreams are a good thing. You know, we dream. We dream about going swimming. We uh, we dream, uh, you know, about holding our, uh, our girl or guy's hand. We dream about all these good things in life, the good days, the fun times, and all those things. But when we start having those bad dreams, we have the nightmares. And with PTSD come some whoppers. And, and they're not always, by the way, they're not always related to your trauma or your triggers. You know, not only is PTSD a dose of craziness for the trauma you went through and the triggers that set off that trauma, but it can give you another set of nightmares. You know, it could keep you up at night. At one point, as much as 70% of Vietnam veterans are having nightmares, according to the New York Times. I mean, nightmares are real. People with PTSD are seven times more likely to have nightmares than people without PTSD. So it's something that we have to work on. 
Thankfully, we have God. Thankfully, we have his word. Over in Proverbs 3.24, it says, When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. I will both lay down in peace and sleep. Thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. And, you know, so often PTSD brings you out of your safe zone. It brings you out of that bad place. And and uh, I'll tell you what really helped me. I'm going to tell you, folks, it's biblical. Uh, but what really helped me is being in the word of God in the morning, being in the word of God at night praying uh you know putting on the god zone applying the blood like they did in the old testament to have a have that evil stuff pass over you you know you gotta apply the blood and i think that's what's going on here kevin i think we you know if we're gonna deal with these nightmares if we're gonna deal with the traumas that cause the triggers that cause the nightmares we we need god yeah yeah you know i was in college uh secular college down at westchester near philly and um, while I was there, I had a friend, Mike, Mike Tardivi, he went to the mission field after that at some point, but uh, we were both in the same church there in Westchester, um, Bible Baptist Church. But Mike um, was witnessing to the, um, the RA of, the, of, our, of our entire dorm, McCarthy Hall, and um, she um, was this redheaded gal. She, she was this real serious uh, sullen, but you know, just kind of always had a bit of a scowl on her face, and that's that's my recollection of her. One day, Mike said I was witnessing to her and a letter to the Lord, and um, and uh, he said that when he talked to her the next day, and I never forget this. She said, "Last night's the first good night's sleep I've had since I was raped." Wow. And, yeah, and that rape had taken place. I think in the order of years before, a year wow. or, or, or more. And, um, you know, I just thought, you know, Jesus does know how to give his beloved sleep. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, we talked about trigger in the la- triggers in the last episode. Oftentimes our um, triggers, you know, those things where y- you don't want to go there, you end up going there at night. Yeah. You know, the subconscious. Oh, night's know. a bad time, man. Night, you know. Yeah, the world closes in. You can't see outside, and then you go to bed. And I'm so glad the Bible says, Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror that walketh by night. The, you know, these terrors, um, some, you know, some talk about actual night terrors, but, you know, um, these, these episodes where, I don't know, my observation is that maybe it's the subconscious trying to resolve something that's just un- unresolvable, and it just goes back there trying to replay it again. And maybe, you know, someone listening is like, you know, yeah, I just had a dream last night. I replayed the thing. And, you know, my observation talking to people like that or experiencing some of that is, you know, the subconscious is going back there trying to get a different outcome. And, um, but honestly, many times, is it not true? Without Jesus Christ just coming in like in that dear gal in the dorm, without him coming in to displace that and giving his beloved sleep, it might be a a, um, a lost cause. Yeah, yeah. You know, so many people try to live life without God. You know, there's a hole in every one of us that only God can fill. That's just the reality yeah. of our lives. And when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have all the benefits of membership that come along with accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, which is is being sealed with the Holy Spirit of God, the ability to pray, the ability to call down God, the ability, uh, you know, that all these things can make a difference. And 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 I'll, and I'll tell you, you know, we try to fight battles 
without the artillery, without the cavalry, without our armor on. And, and we don't need to do that. We, and, and folks, just exactly what Kevin's saying, it, it, you know, you can get a good night's rest, but you need to put on the whole armor of God. You yeah. need to be in communion with God. You need to be talking with God. You need to be, uh, and, and boy, God will take care of that. Trust me on that. When I started reading my Bibles in the morning and reading my Bible and praying, reading my Bible at night and praying and, and just asking God to help me, he did. Uh, a strange thing took place. Things got better. Yeah. And uh, I started sleeping better. And I started, and, and I'll tell you, folks, I'll tell you how my life is. I go to bed every night at midnight. I wake up every morning at six. That's my life. I'm, I am Mr. Dependable. I am, I am walking six miles by 630 every morning. I'm out there with the wolves, the snakes, and the cats and the dogs. I, I had two dogs that used to follow me around, but the parents got divorced. And, and instead of both getting one dog and letting the dog continue to walk with me, the, the guy took both dogs. I'm still upset about that. But anyway, listen, call down, man. Pray about that. Do that. And, uh, but I had a cat follow me this morning. But listen, you know, we've been cruising along uh, in the book of Proverbs chapter 19. I think it's so significant that we understand a couple things. That Proverbs is, is a lesson on how we should live our life. It's, it's talking to us about things that we can go through. We remember that this is a fool in his family. So chapter 19, that's the title of those chapters. When I was in seminary, we had to entitle every chapter in the Bible. And that's the, that's the agreement. I'm sure that some wise man wrote that 100 years ago. But it seemed to fit best. So that's what I have on top of my Bible here. And in verse number 27 or chapter 19 says, Cease, my son, to hear the instructing that causes to err, era, from the words of knowledge. So cease, stop. And uh, as we get that, we, we get that word cease, stop. And, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, my son to hear instruction. So you stop hearing instruction. You stop uh, being teachable. You stop listening. There's a danger to that, folks. And then all of a sudden, we were talked about teachable last week. We talked about teachable again on Monday. And now we're looking at teachable again, and, and we're saying, boy, we can't cease that. You know, sometimes we get comfortable, uh, friends. And, and uh, uh, But when we stop listening to instruction, when we stop being teachable, you know what happens? We stray. And uh, uh, we, we get away from knowledge. We stray away. Uh, we, we, and when you get away from God, there's only one place you go. You know, you can never rest. You're not on cruise control with God is what I'm saying, brother. Yeah. It takes work. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, everything you're saying is so true. Um, <clears throat> we shouldn't quit, uh, quit on God, quit on going to church and that kind of thing. You know, that verse there, you know, I, I picture that as, as, uh, um, Solomon telling his son though, um, cease, cease to hear the things that cause you to, to err. So, you know, there, there is a good yeah. aspect of, you know, let's stop listening to the bad things. And then I'm thinking about triggers and dreams. So mm. if, if a, if a, um, a dream, a nightmare um, is something that is our our mind going back somewhere. You know, we've been triggered to go back there. <clears throat> you know, I, I know of people. That I, I remember uh, someone sharing just you know, kind of man to man. He said, you know, I was I was really over this. He was mm-hmm. he was sharing a situation. He said I was really over this person, and then the, then he talked about he ate something <laughs> that in the nightmare that he got. Said he was actually on a fast. And he, he, he cheated on the fast, had a Snickers bar. He said, that night I had a dream about that girl. And, um, and so the, the point was, I'm thinking, 
the trigger led to the night, you know, to, to, to visiting in the night. His subconscious, subconscious, subconscious was awakened to, um, to go back where he didn't want to go. And is it possible that we need to stop, you know, we need to cease from hearing you know, some things that that would trigger us to go uh, in an area that we're no longer wanting to, to go. That's absolutely right. Hey, we're just going to take a second here to go ahead and let the stations play what they need to play. We'll be right back with you. Yeah, I think it's so true. And, you know, it's so easy to stray. It's so easy to hear the bad instruction. It's so easy to not listen to the good instruction. And then that next verse, boy, that talks to me as well. An ungodly witness scorneth judgment. In the mouth of the wicked devoureth inequity. And, uh, boy, we think about that. It's like this disreputable or this bad witness, this ungodly, so the opposite of God, uh, a lion witness, I would guess, uh, scorneth judgment. You know what they do? They, they don't want justice. You know, when you lie, when you, you're not out for just. You know, God is just. You're out for justice. And, uh, and then it goes on and talk about how, you know, the, the, the mouths of the wicked devoureth. Uh, inequity. You know, it likes sin. It eats it up. It, so we're talking about an individual here. He's saying, listen, when you're a lion witness, when you're an ungodly witness, when you're going against God, when you're putting the bad juju out there, when you're saying the wrong things, when you're doing the wrong things, uh, you're scorning justice. You're ruining the system. You're ruining God's plan. Yeah. And, and then at the bottom, and, and then in that other, the other sentence there, it, it talks about devouring iniquity. You just love sin. You just, you just get, it just builds on itself, Kevin. It just builds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that we all have a sin nature that devours iniquity. In other words, you can feed a fire and, uh, and, <clears throat> you know, everyone's got a battle with this or that. Everyone's got their own battle. Everyone's got common battles. We're all like passions in, in, in various things. And so, um, we, we all, there's all, a, there's always an aspect that, that there's, there's something that we can lower ourselves to if we're not careful. And, um, you know, a scorner that comes in, um, it says an ungodly witness scorneth judgment, you know, and, and uh, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to stretch things too far, but, but to kind of focus it directly on this idea of nightmares. So if I've been through a trauma situation, <clears throat> And I have, and everyone has. But, you know, especially if you've been through something that's causing, you know, post-traumatic stress and has disordered your life, it's disordered your thinking, it's disordered your sleeping, and you're having to deal with it, and it's, and it's not going away. You know, what can you do about that? I think one of the things is to make sure that the witness that during the day, that, in other words, who is bringing the testimony of God into your life, and who is bringing a testimony of against what God says? And that's it. Sounds over, oversimplified, oversimplified, but I know this: that that guy, the witness to the gal who got saved, she had been through a rape, and she was probably dealing with bitterness, anger, hurt, violation, um, the sense that. Um, injustice had been committed and no one was resolving it mad at the system you know but that was in a moment's time essentially resolved by jesus christ and then after that i don't know you know uh, anything of her of her history after that but after that she would have to make sure that she did not have an ungodly witness someone to come in and say well that was your fault yeah someone that blamed her 
for the rape. Now, if there was just cause, I believe that we need to own anything that we can. But there's a point where the devil wants us to own someone else's right. sins. And it, and it even goes further here, brother, in verse number 29. Judgments are prepared for scorners and stripes for the back of fools. And, and, and so we're talking about this lion witness. We're talking about people who eat up sin and lies, who do the wrong things. And then all of a sudden we get that there's this judgment prepared for these people who wickedly do things. And uh, yeah. you, you get this idea they're prepared for scorners. We could use the word scoffers there. Somebody who just goes completely out of their way to evilly go after somebody, to misrepresent a situation, to take them out. And, uh, and, and, and so there's judgments prepared for those folks. There's judgment for those people who are lying. There's judgments for those people who misrepresent things. There's judgment for those people. It's coming. Mm -hmm. It may not be here on earth, but it's coming. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and there's beatings for the back of fools. Wow. And uh, I, I, I got to tell you something, folks. Uh, those who disregard wisdom. You know, over and over again in, in chapter number 19, we've been looking at uh, the fool and his family and those who disregard wisdom, those who go in a different direction, those who are not prudent, but those who are fools. Uh, God's saying, hey, th that doesn't fly with me. There comes a time. So friends, uh, take heart, rest easy. Just know that God's got our backs through these things. And, and uh, we pray we've got to be just. If we, if we can be anything at all, we've got to be just. You know, there's honor, there's honesty. You know, an honorable discharge came the word from an honest report back before they gave discharges back at the beginning of the army. It's an honest thing. And, uh, uh, and, and there's an honor and honesty. They go hand in hand. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to have to be judged for being a scorner, for being a scoffer, for being that person that got life wrong, that's handling things wrong, that are doing people wrong. I think this all goes together. It started with stop my son from hearing instruction that caused you to error. So stop hearing people going to make you error. Also stop, you know, when you do that, you're not listening to the instruction that makes you right. You're not teachable. You're not going in the right place and you're going to stray from God. So stop listening to the knuckleheads. That's where this whole thing started. And start listening to being teachable. And then it went on and talked about an ungodly witness. And stop being an ungodly witness. Listen, if you don't get something that's just and right and the actual thing that happens, don't say anything. You know, go down the road and, and uh, get yourself a donut and move out smartly. And then judgments are prepared. And I think that's really, I think that's a, a warning for all of us. And I'm thankful that all of us got this right, that we're on the side of being just today, that we're on the side of doing the right thing, that we're on the side of God today. Amen. Amen. You know, um, <clears throat> the sense of justice, like you're talking about, brother, the sense of, of uh, honor and so forth, they're the things that oftentimes a person who's been through trauma has has, has, has feels, feels like it's lost. You know, the Bible says judgment standeth afar off. That's, that's a person writing <clears throat> who's, who's been through some stuff. If I'm not mistaken, it's, it's Jeremiah and Lamentations, but I might be wrong about that. But um, there are writings by, by, you know, Jeremiah in Lamentations where he's seeing the destruction of innocent people along with the destruction caused by evil people and he's saying I, I i wish that there would just be a resolution of this there's no it's just getting worse and worse and the world's idea of justice is well we're just gonna you know we're gonna take someone and make them a fall guy we're gonna blame the 
you know, the, the, this race for something that was done a long time ago to another race. And, and it wasn't that person against this person, but we're going to give, you know, we're going to give the uh, oppressed or the descendants of the oppressed, maybe the, the, uh, the satisfaction that to know that justice was served, but it's not, it's not real justice. And so, like you said, brother, we have to have a sense that God is going yeah. to be the final judge of this thing. And that's good enough. Sometimes that's the best we can do. If there's no way to sue for justice on this earth, if there's no legal recourse for justice, there is that judge that one day we're going we're gonna to be able to confidently say he is dealing justly. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think this is my thought, but I, I think over and over again in Chapter 19, we looked at... Uh, uh, folly in the family. We looked at these bad mistakes, fools. We looked at all these different things going on. Uh, but I, I, I'll tell you, my friends, they're as relevant today as they were when God inspired them. We deal with this every day. You know, I, I have a friend of mine, he reads a proverb a day, he reads a psalm a day. That's not a bad idea. But as we've been studying the book of Proverbs, we've learned a lot of things, I think, that are relevant to me today that have taught me lessons, that have made me think things. You can't take bad and good in the same spoon, you know. Uh, you always want to be fed with that good spoon. And uh, you always, whatever we put in is what comes out. And I know these are all things you've heard before and, and, you know, but it's true over and over again. It's true. Dear friends, be prudent, be wise, look for doing the right thing, look for justice. And, you know, today, uh, you know, make it one of these days that you wear that smile that only God can give you. And do me a favor, old brother Eric's going to come on here in a minute, and he's going to be talking to you uh, about things that you can know for sure, about how you can know for sure you're saved. And friends, I'm here to tell you today that I'm a sinner. The Bible says there's none righteous, not one of us. It says we all fall short of the glory of God. Listen to that. It's true. I'm a sinner. And uh, because of that sin, the Bible says there's a price on sin. It says, for the wages of sin is death. And uh, I want you to listen to Eric as he talks about that, but I want to share the great news with that he's going to share with you in a minute over in Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But you know what, friends? I want to tell you this. Don't stop listening there. That's not good enough. It's, we can know. We can know we're sinners. We can know there's a price on sin. We can know that Jesus paid that price and still go to hell because the Bible says that we have to make a commitment. We have to sign on. The Bible tells us Romans 9 and 10, 10, 9 and 10, uh, that we need to speak it with our mouth. We need to pray to him and ask him. And, and Eric's going to tell you all about that. I want you to pay attention to that. I know every three or four weeks I say the kind of this whole thing to you twice. I say it, then Eric says it once. But there's a reason for that. We need to know for sure we're saved. If there's anything we can do for you, make sure you hop and drop us a message out there, Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. We'd love to talk to you about the ministry, so feel free to contact us or at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We hope you folks have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, 
you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.